0: Hi, wizards, and welcome back to the Wizard of the podcast. This is Naomi. I will be your host today. We have on. Alf Ferran, he's founder of Influence Catalysts. He's a fellow Amazon seller, digital marketer with expertise in influencer marketing and chatbot marketing as well. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you once again on the show.
1: Good to see you. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, saw you in person a couple of weeks ago. Was it now?
0: Was it a couple of weeks ago? Oh my gosh, when you yeah. were here in Miami?
1: I guess, yeah, it was October 1st, oh, oh. almost two weeks. Yes, yeah, the 12th now.
0: Almost two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Time um, is by so quickly.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, but this is good, though. This is like the first stretch that I haven't – I feel like this entire year I've been gone like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm actually home for a month now, and I feel like I can actually get work done. It's, it's weird because a lot of my job is transitioned from – being the worker the doer to being the strategic person and so i'm constantly fighting like this feeling like i'm not being productive because i'm not the one doing the work it's like all i do is meet with people and talk
0: right there with you yeah (laughs) similar here like from like the doer into the strategist. so i i totally agree to that so yeah Yeah,
1: it's a a weird it's a weird feeling like like feeling like because you're taking your productivity from the team now instead of like you personally or like, yeah. you know, you're, you're, anyway, this is not what we're talking about. But.
0: <laughs> no worries. But it's like good to, I love it that whenever you are on the show, it's like strong and inside and like, let's talk about personal stuff and understand this. So I love it. I love yeah. it. So thank you so, so much for being on the show. But as you were saying, today's topic is going to be influencer marketing and specifically via TikTok or TikTok marketing. Yeah. Um, I love your approach on influencer marketing. We have the already on the show regards something similar to this, but this time it's going to be via TikTok. So this is an external traffic, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That external, can also, yeah, yeah.
0: That can help also with Amazon, uh, like yeah. Amazon listings as well. Would you just walk me through like, first off, why TikTok influencers and not other type of platform or other type of influencers that we are going to approach? Um,
1: good question why tiktok instead of other ones i mean i've been doing it's such a weird thing because i didn't really realize that i was doing influencer marketing because i didn't think of it like that um i was i always thought of it with instagram specifically in our brand of content generation Mm -hmm. and we were basically crowdsourcing our content generation to a community of people um mainly women and um so why we've sort of pivoted from Instagram, and it's not that we don't focus on Instagram. It's just that effective marketing is being in front of your consumers, your ideal target, you know, your ideal customer persona group, when and where and how they want to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And if you can be a part of the conversation in the groups that they hang out with, where they hang out, um, that's my goal. Which is why I've done, you know, I've been bullish on chat marketing. I still think it's a, it's an underutilized medium. It's not as sexy as it used to be because, you know, people in the past were really using it for rank manipulation. Let's just, you know, call a horse a horse, um, and then they could no longer manipulate rank and generate reviews. So, they they lost. It. Like they lost the desire to do it, but it's still a great medium for for communicating with your customers and doing marketing. Um, and TikTok, the reason to answer your question, the reason why I'm bullish on TikTok is because it is the platform. Like when I meet somebody that doesn't use TikTok or hasn't seen TikTok, I'm like, you're lying. There's no way. Cause it's become so a part of our culture even like there's little TikTok tock snippets being on like put on the news. Like my little sister um had a video go viral with, I think it was with her, her daughter, or her dog. She has a couple that like her dog talks and then her like daughter, the thing they're like talking to each other it went viral and she got picked up. There's like whole agencies that distribute like videos if they go viral and then you get a cut. It's crazy. So um, tick tock, The reason why we focus on TikTok is is it's become a part of our cultural expression. Um, And it's, like, the place where people hang out now and, like, consume. It's amazing how much content is being consumed. It's everything from news to product discovery. Um, I think it's a fantastic medium for product discovery, for brand discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that because, one, I'm a user of TikTok probably too much. I mean – You know, you've Kate. Do you you use TikTok? Yeah, Noami.
0: I I am. How do you call it? I'm not using it as much as I used to. But yes, I do. Yes. Have you ever
1: got Have you ever gotten to the point where you're like scrolling, and then you get the person that pops up and say, "Whoa, hold on, (laughs) you've been scrolling way too long now." Time to go to bed or something. Do you ever, did you, has that ever happened to you?
0: That is the reason why I'm not using TikTok anymore. <laughs> Honestly, it's because it's like, I don't know, I didn't do drugs until now, but something that I like, like coffee or like chocolate, like you want more and more and more and more. So something like that. So that's why, <laughs> but I totally yeah, agree with you. Yeah. It's so, addicting.
1: It yeah. is incredibly addicting. And so that is why we use it. Yeah. Uh, that is why we're looking at it. It's because um, the ability to get to to create awareness about your brand and that's so that's the one thing that people need to think correctly about influencer marketing mm-hmm. it is it is generally creating awareness now um in terms of amazon where we where we all live and breathe and everything the the things that people love to look at is crunching data and, and making sure that we're spending on uh, things that produce good ROAS or or ACOS or whatever right is your favorite term yes. um and so that The reason why that makes sense is because Amazon is such a bottom of funnel. It's that people are going to Amazon to buy. They're not going to TikTok to buy. Um, so thinking about framing, you haven't asked this question, but I'll answer it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, like proper framing on expectations. It's a different expectation that you should have when you're doing influencer marketing of any kind because it's at the very, very top of the funnel. You're, you're, you're creating awareness and your goal is to create enough awareness, enough buzz that when that person is in the buying mood, it may be now, it may be a year from now when they're wanting to buy what you solve problems for, right? Because that's what we create. We don't sell products. We sell solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, we sell keywords. We sell those, right? That That's what the products are. They're, they're solution devices. Uh, they're providing for either um, future pleasure or avoiding current present pain or avoiding future pain, right? Um, When the person is ready to buy, if you've done a good job of creating awareness and social proof off of Amazon, when, when people go to Amazon, that is what they're going to be keystoning in their head is what they're looking for. Um, You're creating a keystone moment, which is um, basically a psychological term for when like baby geese are born, they imprint on their mother the first person, the first thing they see, they think that that person is their mother. So it's the, it's a keystoning effect. And the goal is that you want to keystone your brand, your product, your price as the benchmark. And the way that you do that is with social proof. And the way that we're looking to do that now is with TikTok. Because if we can saturate um, the media with everybody that is similar to our target customer, basically saying that we're the best, then we in fact become the best that's how social proof works it's pure democracy if the if the crowd says you're the best you are mm-hmm. if the crowd says you're the worst you're the worst so the goal is we want to be on tiktok because it's buzzy everyone's going on there everyone's creating content and we want everyone in our target demographic to create content about our brands mm-hmm. um, it just so happens that most of the campaigns that we run are not so much about brand awareness generally on TikTok it is brand awareness but it's also direct call to action like go get this now there's a deal going now and here's how sort of thing so anyway mm-hmm. i get super excited about it because it's um it's a tough nut to crack it's super exciting we know that like we see the results year over year growth um and but then looking at and analyzing the data of like how did this exact campaign perform that's when I get like lost in the weeds and, you know, geek out.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's great. I love any time when, when I have someone on and like naturally are going through all the questions that I prepare for them. It's like, I love that because that means <laughs> that this is the guest that's like, we're going to resonate with. Great. All that's right. Good. So that that now that we understand more what this type of influencer marketing is, let's go like step-by-step process. Okay, walk me through the process, please. How would someone start the process if let's say, okay, at least to understand what it takes to, uh, uh, to use this strategy, this marketing strategy?
1: Man, um, this is like a chicken or the egg question because there's so many places you could start. I think that the, the, the number one place that you need to start before you do any work is determine honestly if your product is a good fit if your brand, not just your product, but your brand, right. Mm -hmm. Because you could have a great product, but, um, TikTok is so weird because it's so superficial and yet it rewards things that really try to be genuine and the things that are genuine just crush. Right. And it's interesting because people use TikTok and they think sometimes that it has to be super polished and professional. And so they, they, they want to, I don't know. Um,
0: I know what or you what, mean. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. It, like, also in our case, whenever we created like videos, for example, for uh, how do you call it? Even for Amazon, right? The Amazon, the sponsor brand videos, the ones that were not polished and it's like me and my cat and like they're just fooling around. Yeah, for Amazon. <laughs> Amazon people are not expecting that yet. They are so familiar with that from social media, right? And this right. is why it worked. So, here you're saying that also it's the same process rather than having something super professionally crafted, it's just like being genuine.
1: Yeah. So like, I guess there's that, but look, so coming back to thinking about where you should start, you need to be honest with yourself about your brand and your products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is your brand and your products, do they translate well to visual storytelling, social media, video platforms, right? Mm-hmm. So you you kind of need to at least have a modicum of understanding of what TikTok is because TikTok is weird. Um, there it's There's so many corners of TikTok and the algorithm is so good at feeding you what it thinks you want based on little micro actions that you take, how long you pause a video. Like, is your thumb still on the screen? Are you, are you stopping scroll? Did you pause for a little bit? If you paused for a little bit, then they say, okay, well, he might be interested in more of this type of stuff right now at this present point in time. And so I know that like with TikTok, it it has a little profile of me and it's feeding me things that I want it. And it's like DIY videos or like little news snippets or, Um, depending on my mood, it's like, if I'm been gardening or working with the chickens in the backyard, it's going to feed me more DIY homesteader type stuff. Mm -hmm. But so you need to think through, is your product a fit? And you need to be honest with yourself. And coming back to the superficiality, why I mentioned that is that, um, social media in general, uh, will eat you alive if they believe that you are just a money grubbing capitalist and all you're in it for is the money which is silly um because i am a capitalist and i love capitalism i'm actually the most socialist capitalist you're ever going to meet i want everybody to be like win but um i like working hard and winning myself but the point is that if your story if it appears to be that you're only in it for the money you're not doing it because you're passionate about what it is that you're doing right so let's just take baby products for example. If you create a baby product out of need because you're a mother and you're a stay-at-home mom, and let's say that you're a single mom and you built this thing and it's an amazing solution, that type of story is so resonant with so many different types of people because you have so much respect for the stay-at-home single mother, um, who that in and of itself is an incredibly difficult job. right? Um, But then normally stay-at-home single mothers work you know, one or two jobs. And then they're also in school. So if you have that person, right. And then that person creates this product that solves a problem that she's experiencing. And then because it's such a good solution, society itself demands that she create it and sell it to them. So that's the psychology that you're working with, right? If mm-hmm. if that's the story that you're telling that type of product does really, really well on social media, the types of products that don't do really well on social media, are the me too type products, the copy products, the ones that like, it's like a fidget spinner, right? The first fidget spinner was cool, but every copycat nobody liked. And I don't even know who created the first fidget spinner, but you get my point. So it's, with social media, um, you can't just be an Amazon brand. You have to have social proof off of Amazon. You have to you you have to be in it and not just appear to be in it, but you have to be in it for, for making good products and, and creating good solutions, ideally for yourself or at least for somebody that people that you are personally attached to, close to. Right, Those types of stories – and I'm coming back to this and I'm saying story because in this world, it's about creators. So if I could do one thing, I would change people's perspective on influencer marketing and say let's go to – we're going to call it creator marketing because these people that do really well are creators. They're creative types of people, and the through line in all creators is a story that they're telling of some type and in in this it's a visual media right so it's going to be video storytelling so can does your brand have a story that can be told are you about more than just making money are you a me too product did you find your product only because of the data and if you did like um that's a really hard story to tell because it's just going to come in like we launched this product because we wanted to make a bunch of money There has to be something different about your product is what I'm getting at. So you have to understand that your product market fit. Okay. So does your product fit the market of TikTok Two, Do you understand your personas? So coming back to my illustration earlier of like the, the stay at home single mother who invented something, she understands her personas. She understands her audience because she is the audience. So she can create content for people like her because she gets it. So coming back to that, you need to have, you need to understand your product, see if it's a good fit for the market and you need to understand your audience. So if you don't understand your audience, if you're in the sort of me too group where you did all this research, you have no idea what the fidget spinner is or who uses the fidget spinner, but you see that the fidget spinner is making a lot of money. um, You don't know what solution it provides and you're trying to sell fidget spinners, but you don't even know what problem it's solving. You don't know who's buying them you're going to have a really big communication mismatch. So those are the 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 two bases I would cover. Sorry, this is a long answer and it's really mm-hmm. like maybe too deep, but um, you need to understand your product. You need to see, you need to make sure that it's a good fit for the marketplace or TikTok in general as a potential place to market your product. And you need to understand your, your demographic. If you don't understand who's buying from you, say that you think it's single mothers, but it's actually retired, retired men, you know, Completely disparate. Um, you're not going to be able to find the right people to help promote your product. So that's where I start. Start there. Really have a good understanding of who's buying your stuff because those are the people that you're going to reach out to that are going to be the influencers. So that's base one. If you don't understand that, you're gonna you're you're not going to get anywhere, or you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money, and you're just going to come away thinking that influencer marketing doesn't work um, just because you have wrong expectations.
0: No, i really like that and i like that you really emphasized do you understand can you sell the product do you have passion for the product because most of the time what i see is i have nothing against like data-driven products right so right. if the data says that it's selling it's selling what um it's hard to make up or come up with a story right if it's like i cannot relate to that right so let's say right like I'm selling a product that's selling super well, like it it has volume and so on, but if I cannot make up my own story to help others as well to see that, hey, I'm true, you know, So it's like it's not only the data, right? So I like that approach and I I really appreciate that you go into detail because most of the time, as you were saying as well, most people are just, it's really like hit or miss, but most of the time they are just missing it because they don't understand the product and if the product can be sold there, right?
1: Exactly, you need need both. You need the data. Don't get me wrong because the data will tell you if your idea, your solution that you created for you, say that in this instance of the single stay-at-home mother, right? She creates this beautiful solution. Maybe she's the only person in the world that's suffering from this problem, whatever the problem may be. But the perfect solution is you create a solution that's never existed before that solves the problem of every single person on the planet, something along those lines, right? And the data will show that, Mm -hmm. right? So don't, don't, I don't want people to not to think that I'm not, uh, I'm poo-pooing the idea of data research. I think the perfect thing is something that you're passionate about, that the data shows that there is room for solutions to be created. Mm -hmm. That is the delta. If you yourself are passionate about it and there's, there's data, then you can enter into the market. Now, this is like obviously products on Amazon, but in general, you want to apply that same thing to TikTok too.
0: Hundred percent. No, this is great because like if it applies to Amazon as well, so it applies here as well, when it comes to TikTok. so some important metrics when selecting influencers now we know that okay. Our product it's eligible our product has a brand like there is a story there, there is like passion behind i'm the single mom who is just raising the kid and I want everyone's heart so what's the next step that I would have to
1: take. So next step. Um... If you're not, if you don't have a, an account on TikTok yet, you'll you'll need an account. Um, so there's a bunch of different types of accounts. You're going to need your actual personal account or the or the brand's account, right? So that's just a normal TikTok account. You go to, you download the TikTok app and then, then you create one. Um, if it's a business, obviously you want it to be a business account. Um, so you'll need that. And the reason why you'll need that is that if, if you're going to be using creator marketplace, which is what I walk people through how to use, it's a it's a thing that it's a it's a tool that TikTok has built it's not in beta but it really should be listed as beta because they're they make constant update updates to it mm-hmm. um they they've yeah they've been they've been focusing on this for I don't know a couple of years now uh maybe longer anyway um that is a separate account the creator marketplace account is a separate account but you need an actual TikTok account to send like the message the invite so how the creator marketplace account like thing works is it's just a, it's an easier method for you to sort through and find influencers and then look at their demographic data. Okay. So um, let me, so I know that this is, you guys cannot see my screen, but you can get there by just going to creatormarketplace.tiktok.com, mm-hmm. And you can see kind of, there's like a little demo. Um, but the, the thing that I like about it is it makes the creator search a lot easier to do. Um, you can search by keywords. Um, just like within TikTok, right? So you can find creators on TikTok just like this too. But the further down, like you can filter by what country or region the creators from, the, their audiences' country and, and region, minimum follower count, average view count, that sort of thing. And then as you see, like your list of creators, the what you're able to see is if they've put in like what they want to be paid per video, um, they'll have that in there. Um, they'll have in better things really is, um, it has their engagement percent, Mm -hmm. um, their demographic data. So I'm looking at one here on my screen and what I can see is it shows the total followers. The person has the average view. So this particular person has 240,000 followers. They have 62,000 views per video and they have a 3% engagement rate, which is, um, pretty decent in this in the sense like on our campaigns that we run we try to look for things higher than 5 but across social media 2% average so then as i scroll down this page what i'm looking at is then i see other demographic data like the gender split of the people that are watching her content so this one has a 78% female gender mm-hmm. uh, like audience and then 20% male this skews older actually the majority of her her people watching are over 35 so for people that um, think that TikTok is just a platform for millennials and Gen Z, I mean everybody's on TikTok. There's grandmas on TikTok. There's there's grandpas and grandmas. There's actually there's even people that are like they live in an old folks home. They have active accounts and they just do sketches, like comedy sketches about life in the old folks home. It's and they're they've got to be in their 80s, mm-hmm. and, and it's great. Um, so they're, they're, oftentimes people will think, well, my product is targeted to older people. It, it won't work on TikTok. I, I disagree. Like literally everybody's on TikTok. Obviously, there's fewer older people, but you get my point. So yeah. as I'm scrolling down, then I see, again, um, other details like the TikTok usage. How many of the people that follow them are active on TikTok? So like daily active users. Um, and then what devices are people accessing the, their – their account from like, what are they watching from? Are they Apple devices, Samsung? Now, the reason why I'm going all this detail and why this matter is if there's a large percentage that says other or, um, Huawei, which is the, like a, uh, Chinese phone. You can only get those really in China or other parts of the world. If that's really large, if there's other devices, um, or Huawei, um, too high, then what I would think is that they they might be paying for fake engagement. Um, the other thing that I look at is on this is that I can see the top three countries or regions that follow them. This particular creator has 78% of their audiences from the US, then 8% is from Mexico, and then 1% is from Ecuador. So without looking at this person, I would wanna I would wanna then oh yeah, and her um her her bio is in Spanish. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. What I'm looking at is to see, does the following make sense? Now is there a high if there was like a high percentage if Philippines or like Indonesia or Pakistan made the list there, I would probably think in addition to if they had a higher like percentage of other devices watching, I would think that they were paying for fake engagement. So um coming back to um this is like an all over the place answer. You'd you'd ask where, where do people get started? No, it's They've okay. got those things in place. where do they start? <laughs> so you have the TikTok account, you create yeah. a creator marketplace account, and then I then I start looking for influencers. And then what I'm doing when I'm looking at the influencers is not just the metrics that I would consider vanity metrics, like average view count, follower count. I look at things more around engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, how high is their engagement? And then I verify that their their following is not fake. Because you don't want to work with somebody that pays for fake followers because, um, well, I mean, it should just go without saying. <laughs>
0: okay, two, two follow-up questions there. Is there a percentage rate that you would see that... Cannot be more than I don't know X percent the from other devices and the other thing that you were saying the uh, most people who are watching from China or they have the Chinese yeah. devices.
1: Um that's a good question. Um, I would say probably if it was higher than twenty percent, and this one's like seventeen percent, so that's still there. She may be paying for some, but that's not that high. Um. Oh, that's the same exact person. I'm trying to let me look at another. No, that's a different person.
0: And the second one was uh followers. How do you know that they have fake followers or where from? Because sometimes yes. it's, it's yeah, hard so to that, detect that.
1: Yeah. So the fake follower count, again, that would be that would show if you're looking at TikTok, you should's device and country. If they have like 20% US and like or something really small. Um, this particular creator, I just looked at, it's a different creator. They're at 60% U S then they have the UK and South Africa. Um, it, it, the more followers they have, the more distributed, the followers are going to be. Mm-hmm. So if you have like followers in the millions, you're going to be more worldwide, generally speaking. Um, it's more of a gut feeling, honestly. Um, I, I don't know that there's this, is, I would probably say higher than 25% other devices, maybe. I don't know that I necessarily have a hard um, answer. If if it looks fishy, then what I would then do is I would actually start looking at some of the videos and then looking, reading the comments and then seeing if the comments are clearly fake. Okay. This one is a great example. Um, this one has 48% other devices. Whew, 65% inactive. Oh, wow. Um, top three countries or regions was, is United States, 44 uh, percent than brazil than the uk um and then the biggest portion of this person's audience is 18 to 24 so i i would honestly i think that this person's probably fake um i would i no, would no no I, no I,
0: Huh? I was saying like, share So, shared the username, and then I was like, "No, er- no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> joking." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I, I- wouldn't. I, I would. Uh, I would probably pass on this person because it looks like it's not only that, but their follower count is going down mm-hmm. over time. Um, it's decreasing. Let's see, where is it? Point two percent, which. I'm mean, that that doesn't necessarily mean generally much of anything because TikTok is weird like you get a viral video and then your follower count spikes and then it sort of like tapers and then yeah. it spikes so I don't necessarily look at that but yeah um, I'm going to message this to my team and be like hey I just was looking through <laughs> on a live podcast check out so, yeah on a live yeah.
0: podcast was just looking at yeah. check out if it's this real or fake yeah, yeah got it alright so then those are the most important things that you would look at next you are going to like let's let's suppose i assume we have a budget for this so so let's say the person yeah. is like creating videos for a hundred bucks again we're like minimum wage uh, prices but let's say it's a hundred bucks you have like 500 bucks you have money for like contacting five influencers let's say what would be the next thing okay these are the right influencers the reason why i'm asking this is because i'm also like i didn't really understood that i am into the influencer marketing world until people were saying like what are you doing with your cat why does it has an account like you know like creating content for them and so on and then what did I want to say with that yes and then realizing that there is a certain way or specific way that there are some people that i would consider to reply to and others that i would not even do that, right? So approaching influencers, most of the time people, yes, they are great at Amazon, and they are selling well, and so on. But when it comes to this, like me, you talking, right? <laughs> they suck <laughs> big time, it's super transactional. So what are the most common mistakes that you see people make once that they found the best influencers and so on, they are making basis me
1: biggest mistake that I would see is people Looking at the influencer just like they're like a cog in a wheel, like, and if they don't perform their duty, they're just not worth talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you know Gracie Ryback?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I know
1: her. So, Gracie's Gracie's become a good friend of mine, um, because of the Amazon space. So, she's an influencer, she's a creator on TikTok. She's like, for your audience, she has about a million and a half followers. And she does fantastic videos on like the Amazon haul, Amazon find type space. So the people, her followers watch her for deals. And so her followers are trained to buy. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing that I, when you're thinking of influencers, there's buckets of influencers, right? So like Gracie's in that bucket where she posts something and people buy what she says. Now it's, um, the hard part is, is that people think that because of that, anything she posts is going to go viral. So there's a miss, there's, I think that there's the biggest misconception is that influencer marketing is not effective if it doesn't go viral or if you don't see a bunch of sales. That's the biggest thing. People thinking, people not looking at, not having the right metrics or the goals in mind in general before they even start the conversation. So like one, you never want to expect virality. Influencer creator marketing is a long-term play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that you should expect to just start generating measurable sales out the gate. And I'm and I'm very serious about this measurable sales And that oftentimes you're going to see a bunch if you're using attribution, you'll probably see a bunch of ad to carts and then you'll be wondering like when the sales are going to be coming in. Um, if you do these types of campaigns where you're proactively reaching out to influencers. The things that you need to look at in terms of KPIs is the long-term growth of your brand. Again, because you need to think TikTok and influencer marketing, creator marketing is very top of funnel. It's brand awareness. It's brand discovery. It's product discovery. So your goal is to saturate. Like I said, you want to saturate the media so that when people are ready to buy, which they may not be ready to buy for a year, Mm -hmm. that you come top of mind. So the biggest mistake that people make is they expect it to pay off, like see a huge positive ROAS right away. And then when it doesn't show that in a month or two, they'll like, well, we'll try one campaign. I mean, that's like saying you've never been to the dentist and you're going to try going for a cleaning just mm-hmm. to see like, that's stupid. I'm sorry. Like you need to go in to the dentist all the time. If you want to keep your teeth, you know, if you, there's just normal things as a human that that we do, but then when we. Think about, I, I I don't know, it, that aggravates me. Um, people putting influencer marketing in the same bucket as advertising that you can track a one-to-one sale. You just simply can't just because of the way that it works. You know, again, it's very interruptive. Um, what are the chances that while, you know, Johnny boy is at, at work, he's supposed to be working, but he's in the bathroom pooping for the 15th time um, scrolling TikTok. Um, what are the chances he's going to buy? You know, well, he's very interrupted. It's not it's not very high at that point in time. He'll, likelihood he'll buy later. So you need to analyze the data. You need to analyze um, your branded search term growth over time. You need, to, you need to look at your keyword ranking change over time. You need to look at bestseller rank over time. Um, influencer marketing needs to be integrated as a part, as one of the strategies that you continue to do long-term as a part of a cohesive marketing strategy. It's not something that you just try. Like you need to do it or not. And if you do it, you need to make sure that you understand that the the payoff is going to come one, two, three years down the road, not in a month. Every now and again, you're going to get a viral hit and you're going to get a shitload of sales and you're going to go like, oh my gosh, how do we duplicate this? And then you try to duplicate it (laughs) and you, you feel like you're not getting anywhere until randomly a video that you don't expect to do well does well. That's just the weird thing with, like, it takes a lot of work. It's just like building a business anywhere. Um, It's the grass always appears greener when you're not experienced in it, because all you see are the wins. You know, you don't see the grind. But when people talk about the wins that they've had with influencer marketing, they're talking about the one in 10, the one in 100 type things, right? But my point is, this is something that is very, very good. It creates amazing brand awareness. It creates amazing authority. The social proof that you get from from doing a strategy like this really pays off. But you need to look long-term and you need to analyze all the data, not just ads to cart, not just sales in that campaign, because the sales are going to trail for years.
0: No, I, I really think that that's important, what you were saying, because most of the time, I generally think that people do not understand, do not understand what it takes and do not understand what ad type, what that, what it does, right? So this is really like, as you were saying, top of funnel, but I'm curious because at some point you were mentioning this is top of funnel, but you're still like helping uh, viewers to check out the product. Mm -hmm. How would you go about that Because that seems to me like you're combining both words, the top of funnel and bottom of
1: It's an, it's an interesting conundrum because you're, you're, yeah. um, You're trying to make sales. So you want to, you want to have things, you want to have calls to action to get people to go purchase a product. Mm -hmm. So we still, we always have those. Um, We're intentional because if you don't ask for the sale, you probably, you may not get it, especially on that time. If you don't make it easy for people to buy, they're not going to buy in the time. So how we make that we're intentional about that is that we send very detailed creative briefs and we have a very well thought out campaign structure and we look at kind of going in rounds with campaigns and a campaign is very like we're focusing on this product. We're telling the story about this product. These are the types of things that we want to talk about, but we give that to the creator and we say, Hey, you're the expert on creating content. This is everything that's about us um what do you think what what video do you want to create uh, and the one thing that we we never tie their hands in like what they should do we always give them sort of like these are things we like these are videos we like this is why our product's better etc cetera, etc cetera. you give them all that information and then let them create the one thing that we're firm on is asking people at to make sure at the end that they use a call to action and we always give a redirect uh a pretty link if you will um, we use pixel me for a lot of this stuff because with pixel me um you can create a branded url redirect so like you can get a short brand like um, say woe wizards of ecom.life or something mm-hmm. so you go to woe.life slash um influx right so say that something like and you get your 30% off blah blah blah, blah. um what we're doing with that. And with the reason why we ask them to do that, and we always also ask them to put it link in bio. So we say, you know, go to we.influx, you know, dot, dot live slash influx for 30% off this new amazing invention on Amazon or whatever, right? Um, we have the creator put that, um, the the text so people can see it. We have them say it. And we also have them put it link in bio. Mm-hmm. And um, that way, when we do hundreds of these videos, you're going to get some people that are buying or in the buying mood at that point in time. But what you're going to see more of is people, the brand awareness, the first part of the video, you know, I was having this problem and then I tried this solution and oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's so great. You guys all need to try it. Oh, and by the way, you know, you can get 30% off on Amazon and here's how, you know, Mm -hmm. it's generally like that type of video.
0: Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That's great. You're sharing so much and so detailed. I love it. Most of the time, I, I'm also like, just like you, you know, like you're asking me about, I don't know, whatever. and like all the details and all the, like to understand because I feel most people are really just showing you the shiny object. And that's it, right? It's like oh. it's a mystery. And like, yeah, until you figure out it's not a mystery and you have to learn so much about it because most of the time I feel... People don't know about stuff and then they start doing it and then they're disappointed. Right. So it's like...
1: I think, I think the reason why most people do that is that you like, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably it probably <laughs> is. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the sheer fact of the thing is that I love helping people. Um, and I love selling people products that help them mm-hmm. at the core of my, who I am is I want to help people. And so if I'm painting a picture that this is like unicorns and rainbows and you go for the unicorn and rainbow show. And then you find out that it's being held by Sauron and Mordor, you know, and you have got to fight, you know, all these ogres and trolls to get to the unicorns and rainbow party. You're going to call me a liar. And there's so many people in this industry because it's so constant heavy and people think that everybody has all this money that they're going to pay them for the silver bullet. The problem is that people still want to look for the silver bullet and they want to buy it. I just don't want to be that person. I'm not going to bullshit somebody just to make money because at the end of the day, life is about more than just making a few extra bucks, right? Like I want my life to mean something. And the way that that happens is by helping people because maybe I can't be as successful. In the things that I teach, but maybe somebody else can be, mm-hmm. and maybe that person changes the world. So,
0: amen to that, brother. Yes, that's a really good thought. Love it. So, Paul, at this point, are there any questions that I should have asked? I know that we kind of go, gone through the whole process, but is there oh, wow. something that I should like I missed maybe because we talked about how to think, contact? Uh, we answers.
1: sort of we sort of talked about budgets, but not really. Um, okay, let's talk think- about. It. I think that budgets in general are really hard because you have mega influencers that charge, you know, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. for what they do, depending on where you read, um, the information is confusing because some sources say that the cost per thousand impressions or CPM of influencer marketing, if you're going to measure it by that should be anywhere from 10 to a hundred dollars, some places say a hundred to 300, um, which is insane. Um, some people say that you should never pay influencers and only do commission. Um, so that is the number one question that is so confusing that I think that a lot of times people have a hard time navigating influencer marketing is how to pay people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the easiest solution, which is not easy, is you need to think in terms of what the, what the trade is that you're getting. You want to make the trade better for the creator than it is for you. If you can go through life doing deals like that where whatever offer it is that you're creating is better for the recipient than it is for you, you're always going to win. So um, that being said, um, you also need to know not, how not to get bamboozled. So my what I would say is if you're starting with m- micro and nano influencers, you can expect to pay them between a hundred and twenty-five hundred dollars per post. Okay, now um, that, that's a huge range, and oftentimes you can think in terms of your payment could be commission plus product. If your product is worth four hundred bucks, that's that's your payment right there. Um, don't expect to work with people that have millions of followers for free. Um, don't expect to get you know insane results from a gifted campaign. Um, if you want really big results, you're going to have to pay. So, um, I would say if you're, if you're looking to get started and you're questioning what to pay, you don't have a big budget. You want to focus on people that have around, I would say less than a quarter million followers on -hmm. TikTok, um, probably started about 50,000 and think in terms of, think in terms of like the quantity, the audience that you're building. If you can get five people that have 50,000, you're going to get five videos and if the one person that had like a quarter million, you only get one video for that. So the value in the videos, you're going to get more value in videos. You're going to get generally more exposure because people with smaller audiences, their audiences tend to see their content more. The trade-off is that you're not paying as much up front, but you are having to work more. So that so the cost associated with this is your time, um, not, maybe not not so much like the upfront payment. Um, oftentimes, you can work with people that are in the nano market for a gifted product plus commission. So if that's what you're if you're looking to get started, you don't have a big budget, that's where I would start. Um, that was probably helpful and also confusing.
0: Oh, that was <laughs> that was good. Okay, just but just making sure that we understand. So there are nano, micro, mm, what else? Macro and mega influencers. Mid
1: tier. There's a there's mm-hmm. a ton. Okay. But Um,
0: here, ideally, it would be something under 50,000 and from your own, like if you're selling in the States and it's something from the States, it would be from the States, right? Yep, With real
1: followers. Yep. So again, process, be familiar with the platform, make sure that you have a product that can sell, Mm -hmm. make sure that you're passionate about it. It's not just about making money that you have a story you can tell, connect with people that want to tell that story along with you. Ideally, you want to connect with them on a on a solution level like, hey, we want to work together, we've seen your content. it's amazing. I think that your audience would do, would love this. Would you like to partner with us? Present that type of offer partnering with people versus can you do can we pay you for a video? That just sounds like you' is transactional, right? Um, ask people to partner with you, um, see if they'd be you know if they're a good fit, um, you like the content that they do. go back to them, ask them to do more but it's about just permeating everything all the time with content. The only way that you're going to do that is by reaching out to as many people as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Thank you so, so much for that. And thank you so much for sharing. So to be super respectful of your time before we are wrapping up, you are already used to this, but I'm still going to ask what is your $50 or less investment you recently made that made you better at influencer marketing?
1: Oh. $50 or less investment. Um, I started listening. to So I've read this book a few times, but I started re-listening to uh, the book called Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely. And um, it's not about influencer marketing per se. It's about human psychology and buying motives. Like, what is it? Why do we buy? Why do we do the things that we do? Um, So in that sense, it is about influencer marketing because influencer marketing is just using your influence to get people to buy. And all that comes down to marketing psychology. If you understand why people do things that they do, which is frequently irrational, um, that really helps you in communicating with people and in moving the moving the ball forward when it comes to, you know, influencer marketing. So I just bought that book the other day. I've I've had the print book for a while, but um I needed a refresher, so I bought it on Audible. Does that count?
0: Hundred percent it does. Okay. But that leads me to the next question: Which are your top three favorite books and why? So
1: top three, top yes. three favorite yes. books. Okay, so that was that was funny because my assistant filled out the form for this. I am um, a huge Brandon Sanderson fan. He's a fiction writer, and um, in fact, I mean this like these books here. You can't see them on the podcast, but Noemi can because she's on Zoom. Yeah, they're like you can 11. kill
0: you can kill a man with them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah there it's one book but it's like two volumes it was like this kickstarter thing that i bought um for the 10th anniversary of the way of kings which is a book by brandon sanderson so i think anything in the stormlight archive there's five books now in that that's really good um in terms of business i think i'm really been geeking out about dan Ariely. like his the book predictably irrational is fantastic um and I think if I were going to go way back to like when I first started reading entrepreneurial type books, um, the book, how to win friends and influence people. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it says influence. It's like in the title. Um, It's just literally like the things that stick out to me, the number one thing that stuck out for me in that book is the sweetest sound to anyone in any language is their name said to them. Yeah. Their name said to them. So if you want to get good at, building friendships and influencing people which is exactly what influencer marketing is just get good at being a nice person and caring about people that's really all it boils down to
0: and learn their name well (laughs)
1: but what but what better evidence to know like I mean you wouldn't think that I if uh, that I cared about you if I called you I don't know Sarah you and Sarah Pinker you both are yeah so if, I const- <laughs> if i constantly called you sarah and then yeah. and then and like if if i that wouldn't mean that i didn't care about you right like mm-hmm. to, to you care about people like you know their name is a given so that's like step one care about 100%. people learn their names treat people with respect
0: 100 percent, and be nice
1: be nice <laughs> There's Good. enough text in the world. You don't need to add you don't need to be another one.
0: hundred percent. So, Paul, how can people find out more about influencer marketing? How can they find out like how to get a hold of you? Yeah. Maybe you want to like share the people?
1: Yeah, so we, we do this as a managed service. So if you if you have the budget and you want to pay an agency um to do this, we're we're not the cheapest, but we are the best. Um so you can contact us, influx um catalysts or influx.army you can go there and that'll actually forward to the site um but yeah influx catalysts is our website and we just did a master class a two-hour masterclass, um charging 147 for it and basically walks like a to z everything that we do in our agency for done for you so so um yeah we we're providing more done for you well obviously we have the done for you services you can hire us um but the thing that i heard from the community is that for people that can't afford to work with us they wanted to learn more so that's why i did the the course and we're about to launch a done with you um eight or seven week course um we actually might compress that to three weeks just so that people can get so do seven work seven weeks worth of stuff in three weeks so that people can get that ready before q4 so you can follow me, find me on Facebook, influxcatalyst.com, or you can do paul at email influx.com.
0: 100%. When the course is out or so, just let me know so we can also share it with the audience if they want to learn more about that, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, um, It's live now. It's an evergreen thing. The two-hour thing is live, okay. but the done with you will be in about a week or two. We'll start doing that.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Cancer. So thank you so much for being at the show. As I was saying, I, I don't know, there are some people who are really like open and well, some people with whom you can really just chat and just sit down and just be you. So thank you for being one of those type of people. <laughs> <Bob>. <laughs> hey, you're
1: welcome. I, I'm anything if not genuine.
0: <laughs> 100%. To our amazing listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us. See you next Monday. will be Bye.